Hi, this is Dr. Haley French. You're listening to the Student Life Leadership Podcast. Student Life Leadership Podcast. We're so excited that you're back with us for another episode. I want to introduce Dr. Haley French. Haley, talk to us a little bit about your time here at ORU, uh, what you're currently doing in your current role, and maybe some fun memories that you have during your time here at ORU. Thanks, Augustine. I am the Director of Student Counseling Services at ORU. Um, I am a two-time alumna of ORU. I graduated in 2006 with a degree in sacred music with an emphasis in voice. Um, And then I went straight into my MDiv program here at ORU in 2009. Um, I met my husband here, Dr. Nathan French. Yeah, come on. Um, (laughs) And yeah, we met here. um, And last summer, after a decade away, we moved back and we're both serving here again at ORU, which is a blessing. Come on, that's awesome. So yeah, today... Do you want, I'd like to share a bit about um, the topic of tending to the garden of your heart. Um, Proverbs 4.23 says, above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. And that's the NIV translation. Um, And I was thinking in preparation for this podcast about how I as a counselor often encounter people who are distressed by their outward external behaviors. And they come into sessions with me and they wonder why they're doing certain things and feel incapable of changing. Um, those behaviors. So to really begin to understand why those things are happening, we have to go inward. So I inquire into their inner self-talk, as we like to call it, and how they're speaking to themselves about themselves, about the world around them, about their relationship with God, etc. And I work with them to unveil core beliefs about themselves and others that directly shape the way that they act and how they exist in the world. So this is to say our external lives, our words, our actions, our practices are not formed in a vacuum. Um, They're the product of internal formation for good or for bad. Um, what What takes roots in our hearts will yield a harvest in our lives. Um, I think that's a crucial point for students um, to think about, for all of us to think about as um, we're here at ORU, whether you're studying, you're on faculty staff, you're an alumnus, um, thinking about um, what's taking root in our hearts and what kind of harvest it's yielding in our lives. Um, This directly impacts who we will become as leaders, um, if we're seeking to change the world, um, we need to know what's the condition of our heart, um, what's planted in there, what maybe needs to be rooted out, uprooted out of our hearts. Um, so to this end, I think about how we need to be reflective Christians. Um, we have to think deeply about what we're allowing to shape and form us, even unknowingly, um, like clay in the hands of a potter. Mm. Um, To this point, I wanted to talk about uh, Jamie Smith, who's a professor of philosophy at Calvin College. He's also a self-identified charismatic Christian. Um, He's written a fantastic cultural liturgy series that I'd highly recommend to listeners. Um, In volume two, which is entitled Imagining the Kingdom, he writes the following, quote, the driving center of human action and behavior is a nexus of loves, longing, and habits that hums along under the hood, end quote. Then he says further, quote, these loves, longings, and habits orient and propel our being in the world, end quote. So 
when he's saying this, he's noting the importance of Christian formation, particularly through Christian worship, through Christian liturgy. Um, but he also notes the very real formation that can happen through what he calls secular liturgies. Um, those are things that he says recruit our unconscious drives and desires through embodied stories that fuel our imagination and thus ultimately govern our action, end quote. So he talks about how we become, we are what we love because we do what we love. Um, and I just think this is so important for us to reflect on that who you are, you are a product of the formation that you're undergoing, um, whether that's for good or for bad. So when we think about Christian worship, Christian worship and the practices of Christian worship, when we pray, when we worship, when we dance before the Lord, when we take communion, when we're baptized, when we study scripture, um, those things are distinguished by the presence of the Holy Spirit and a very different narrative, a very different story. The Christian story is one of redemption, a story of salvation, of forgiveness, of hope, of coming resurrection, of new life. Um, yet in contrast, those secular liturgies are also forming us into a different story. Um, and I like that he says they're not just natural, um, but they can be fueled by principalities and powers. So we think about all the things um, in the world and our culture that we can have access to that can form us in ways that are not godly, that are not um, edifying and um, in alignment with the word and with God's will and ways for our lives. Um, as Paul writes in Ephesians 6, 12, our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. So I like the idea of thinking about what's forming you and knowing that it's not just about these sort of natural things that we're doing, these practices, but even about the powers and principalities that are fueling them. Um, and we want to be mindful then about what's forming me, what's forming you, um, what are you putting yourselves into the hands of to be shaped and formed. Um, so again, just really thinking about the practices that you engage in as a Christian, um, as I said, prayer and worship, the study of scripture, all of these things, the spirit of God works through them to, as Smith talks about, rehabituate us to the kingdom of God. Um, the, the spiritual disciplines, Christian disciplines, um, they are avenues by which the spirit sanctifying work happens in our lives. Mm. So they're also the means by which we die to that sin nature, the fleshly desires, and we live as new creatures in Christ. So again, I like to emphasize the point about us being mindful, reflective Christians, not mindless, unreflective Christians. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in my opinion, it's becoming easier in today's digital world to be mindless. Mm. Um, we mindlessly scroll through the life events of our online um, social media communities. Mm. Everything's accessible by a click here, a click there. And it leaves us with virtually no time to think critically about what we're reading, viewing, and what we're allowing to shape us. Mm -hmm. I remember um, when my husband and I were living in Scotland um, doing our doctoral studies, I heard a professor talk about how in previous eras in history, you'd think about how if somebody wanted to pose an, an argument or make their point, they would put it in writing. And if somebody wanted to send a rebuttal to that or response, they had to write it and mail it. Yep. And so the time that went into writing your thoughts out, writing them out, mm. sending them, and then somebody taking the time to write and send a response, there was so much time in that process. Mm. Whereas now there's not much time at all. Mm. Everything's so instant. Um, you can put your tweet out there 
and and regret it later because you just didn't think about it at the time. And so just want to encourage again, mindfulness about um, and, and being reflective about your formation as a Christian. So um, this comes down to kind of getting practical. I'd like, in, like to encourage listeners to think about how are you being formed? Are you being formed in worship? Not just in for students, chapel services. Yes, we go to chapel. What about your local church? Mm-hmm. What about taking communion? Have you been baptized? Um, what about your education? Think about your education at ORU as a form a form of formation. It is a means of formation in your life. The relationships mm-hmm. that you're keeping in your life, for good or for bad, yeah. are forming you. Um, what you're listening to and watching are forming you. Mm-hmm. And I think there's risk when we get to a place of indifference, when we sort of open ourselves up to the shaping force of things mm-hmm. um, and people whose agenda is anything but godly and led of the Spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, going back to my title, sort of, of being these... Um, tending to the garden of our heart, I think we have to become intentional gardeners of our hearts yeah. with the help of the Holy Spirit. We have to be discerning of what we're allowing to take up residence in our hearts. Mm. I think of the psalmist's words in Psalm 51.10, says, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Yeah. And then Romans 8.7, Paul writes, For the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God, for it does not submit to God's law. Indeed, it cannot. So just thinking what's in your heart shapes your thoughts and it shapes your behaviors. Mm -hmm. The heart that is overgrown with fleshly desires will yield thoughts and behaviors in line with those fleshly desires. And thus, ultimately, it's hostile to God. Mm -hmm. Um, But the heart that's yielded to God and overflowing with the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and Mm self-control, will yield thoughts and behaviors in accordance with God's will and ways. So just to to end, I want to pose some questions. How is the garden of your heart? Has it been tended to in a long time? Mm. What's growing there? What needs to be uprooted and cast out potentially? And then very importantly, what needs to be planted? Mm. Um, And again, just to note, especially as ORU is so focused on the task of um, raising up these whole leaders for the whole world, Mm. Who you're aspiring to be as a leader in the kingdom of God will be directly impacted by the health of your heart. Yes. So I encourage students to take it seriously now. Um, who you will be 10, 15 years down the line is being shaped now in the, in the happenings of today and what you're being formed by today. Mm. So just want to end with that encouragement. Yeah, that's super good. Thank you, Dr. French, for sharing that. I even felt convicted as you were talking about <laughs> tending the garden of your heart. I think it's something... You never graduate from. You're always continually working on your garden. Um, And so thank you for sharing that thought. And thank you as our listeners for tuning in to the Student Life Leadership Podcast. If you have anything that you want to hear more about, I'd encourage you, find Dr. French, find me, find any Student Life staff member and say, hey, I'd love to hear more about this topic of leadership. We would love to answer that here in our podcast. So until next time, keep learning, keep growing. You guys are whole leaders for the whole world. Catch you next time.